All right, uh, joined now with the head coach and GM of the Steinbach Pistons, Paul Dick. Paul, uh, we're just a, a few short hours away from uh, a game start and account. Uh, as a coach, do you always get excited for the start of the regular season? Oh, absolutely. Uh, I think in particular this season, it's been it's been some time since we played a, a game that counts. So, uh, and, and you, it, it's always exciting, right? We've got a new group here with, uh, in particular this year, um, with 75% of our roster being being new players. So uh, we're looking forward to Friday night, no question. All right, so uh, before we get into the roster breakdown, Paul, because of um, the, the pandemic, things were a little different. So you didn't have a big number of guys in camp this year, but that didn't stop it from being very competitive and a lot of guys you know, battling for spots. Did you like what you saw with the smaller group and, and that you could really work closer with the guys? There were definitely benefits to it. You know, I think um, typically we're probably, you know, have 40, 45 bodies. We were down to 32 for um, main camp. So we definitely got to kind of, you know, focus on the guys that were here, obviously, in a, in a uh, maybe a little more intense way and got to know them a little quicker. And just uh, everyone just, you know, gets a little more attention paid to them. So, uh, I, I didn't mind it at all. I think this year we were fortunate to have a number of guys that we had identified in the spring and throughout the summer that we were able to get very close to our roster prior to camp. So uh, that was definitely a benefit to us. All right, so uh, a lot of new faces, a lot of turnover this year. I was, I was joking with Calvin Bujic the other day. Uh, there, there's only two forwards that played together last year that are going to be playing together this year uh, in Bahoon and Ryland Betton. So lots of different line combinations, Paul. So let's go over the roster. Uh, we'll start with the, the returning guys uh, and Ty Nakins. Uh, what, uh, what does he bring to the table, and, and where does he fit in with your team? Well, I think last year we, we got a glimpse of what Ty's all about and, and uh, how bright his future is. and. You know, he's one of our top offensive players, but he you know, plays a, a very well-rounded game. I mean, he's very responsible. We used him in key defensive situations as well. And uh, But, you know, as a player, that can be a game-breaker for us. So what we've seen this year is he's come in, in tremendous condition. He's very motivated to be a next-level player. We feel very confident that he has the ability to do that. And, um, you know, I, I think our fans are going to see a guy who's taken his game uh, to the next level here as a 19-year-old. A couple of newcomers uh, join Nakins on that top line. Uh, we'll start with the centerman, Matt Osadic. Kind of a quiet guy, but boy, does his play really speak volumes. Yeah, he lets his, uh, he lets, uh, his, his play probably speak for him. But uh, another, he just fits great into our culture. He's just uh, an excellent young man. And, and uh, for fans that aren't familiar with him, they may recall our playoff series two years ago versus Swan. And... Uh, you know, he was definitely a, a big cog for them um, already at that point. So that was as an 18-year-old. He's back in our league here at 20. So we're really thankful uh, to have him. He plays with a tremendous amount of speed. I mean, he uh, can flat out fly. He might be the fastest guy in the league in open ice. And then he's got a good skill set to match. So, you know, we feel with uh, with Ty, they should make a, a real, real uh, formidable line. And uh, we like that combination. Yeah, if he ever does the between the legs goal again, like he pulled on uh, on you guys a couple of years ago, I, I'll promise to be more excited about it this year. That's for sure. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm sure we all will be. <laughs> Another one of the newcomers you actually just picked up uh, not too long ago. He's just kind of fitting in now. Is Blake Burr uh, another guy that uh, we talked a little bit about? But what can fans expect, and how does he fit into your team? 
Well, Blake's a guy that just seems to have the puck on his stick and, and really excels in the offensive zone beneath the beneath the dots and um, you know wins a lot of battles. And, you know, it reminds me a little bit of of um, Austin Heideman just in, in, in how and how he fit in with uh, Bradley Schoonbart and um, Drew Warad. Just uh, was a guy that just kept a lot of plays alive, can finish in and around the paint. And um, you know has good vision, makes good plays, and and um, yeah, just kind of sometimes those guys are are a really good fit with with two other offensive players. They play a little differently. I think the other guys bring a little more pace, but uh, he thinks it really quickly, and I think he can complement that line. So I'm not sure exactly where he's going to fit, but uh, he's been productive. I know last year he scored 28 goals in the league, and um, you don't find guys that that can put 28 goals in the net in the season uh, that often. So I think we you know he's going to be a good fit for us. Uh, Joey Doshin coined uh, this line last year, the basement line, because they do all the hard work. They're the foundation that the, the Pistons would build off of. And that's the combination of uh, Cody Bahoon, Ryland Bettens, and you've thrown in a newcomer now who is one of the more intriguing forwards. We'll start with him. Caden uh, Triggs, he's, he's been dynamite in the preseason, Paul. Uh, what do you like about him? And just t- tell us a little bit about his game. Well, Triggy's fiercely competitive. I think when you he never keeps his or never stops moving his feet, and um, he's got a good stick on on both ends of it. He's an active, he's got an active stick defensively. He just makes plays, you know. And I think at first glance, he's skating may not be his strength, but uh, he's not. He's certainly not a bad skater by any means. But then you watch, you know, how he plays the game and and all the little details in his game. Uh, he can finish and. Uh, just a real smart hockey player. So uh, right now, I mean, early on we, we felt that would be a, a good combination with Cody and with uh, Ryland, and they've proven to have have had chemistry here right from the onset. So it's a line that we're probably going to look to keep together, and, um, you know, things can obviously change. We're definitely going to give them an opportunity to start. Yeah, and, uh, you know, Paul, with a, with a younger team, uh, it's always good to have the veterans come back who know the system, know the organization, and I think that's exactly where, uh, you know, guys like Cody Bahoon and Ryland Benton slide in. So we'll start with Bahoon. Uh, he's back for another year. What do you uh, expect out of him in his 20-year-old season? Well, he was one of the guys I think he elevated his game come playoffs last year. You know, we obviously like to see him continue on like that. He shoots the puck extremely well. He's one of the faster players in the league. He's good in the face-off dot. Um, you know, he's the guy that inspires our group prior to games. He's, um, you know, he gets the boys fired up night, on a nightly basis, but, um, another one of our leaders and, um, yeah, just, he's a guy that uh, was very consistent for us. And, uh, for Cody, it's effort-based. It starts with his legs moving and a lot of good things are happening from that point on. All right, so uh, another returning player who actually is just getting out of quarantine, I think, uh, today, uh, Joey Doshin, uh, kind of a standout guy for his height and that uh, that smile that he has every time he's at the rink. Uh, he's back, and I've heard he's really put in work this summer. I don't know how much you've been able to see him since uh, he got into town, but uh, what do you expect out of a guy like Joey Doshin this season? Well, real excited about uh, this season for Joey. I know he's got uh, he's a little bit behind here. Obviously, he's still in quarantine. Today's going to be his first practice, so we're excited about uh, Joey's year. Yeah. 6'5", big body, smart player, started playing with some edge at the end of the year in the second half, and um, he has a chance to be a really good player down the road. I think, I mean, we saw 
He's got a good skill set, plays with some bite, thinks it well. Uh, he's coming in, in very good condition from what I understand. So had a, I just got to see him in his vehicle as he was pulling into Steinbach. He stayed in his car and, and then went directly into quarantine. But I know he's lost a little bit of weight, and uh, I think that's going to be you know, conducive for him, just uh, being a little quicker and adding a step. All right, so now we get into uh, some of the maybe lesser-known names at this point, but uh, a lot of names that fans, I think, are really going to come to fall in love with. Uh, Neo Kamini, he did get a cup of coffee last year. Uh, he showed really well in camp and in the exhibition games as well. This kid is a dynamic player at a young age. Neo can be a special player, no question. I think he's fun to watch. Um, he's got great edges. He's very competitive. Uh, we love how hard he works. Uh, you know, if it's on the four check, he works equally as hard coming back into his own zone. Uh, he's gonna, he's he's gonna be a fun player to watch this year, and uh, I think our fans are gonna be excited about what lies ahead for Neil. And you know, Neil's one of those guys with his skill set, the pace he plays at, his skating ability, and his edges. Yeah, you, know, you know, he has a chance to be a Division One hockey player. So, um, I'm really looking forward to working with Neil this year. Steinbeck fans are smart hockey people, Paul, and they know a good, hard-working hockey player when they see one. And they're going to see one in uh, Dominic Murano. This kid, is he's got all the tools in the toolbox to be something really special for Steinbeck. Yeah, I, I totally agree. I think when since Dom has arrived, he's been here about a month now, and I think he's literally gotten better every week. Yeah, he's just adjusting, playing high school hockey in Wisconsin, led, led the state in goals. Um, there's a lot of potential with him. He's a big, strong kid. He skates well. Yeah, he works hard, takes pucks to the net. Um, not not afraid to engage in battles along the walls and, and wins the majority of those. So a lot of upside there. I, uh, he was a player. I, I played with his with his dad in, in the Pittsburgh system, and there's definitely some similarities there in their in their build and and um, um, just another kid. He loves coming to the rink. He's got a smile on his face. He likes every aspect of the game. Good hockey genes. You find that in kids nowadays, eh? They they come from the bloodlines. Well, it doesn't hurt. No, you know, <laughs> we've, we've we've seen that in the past. We had a player, obviously Cole Smith, had the great the great genes as well, and uh, those are those are intangibles. The kids that have been around the game just um, just have such a an, an advantage in terms of understanding it and all the components to it. Um, one of the feel-good stories of the year, Paul, is gonna. I think is going to be Matty Harold because he had a cup of coffee here last year after getting released by Winkler, and uh, he, he had to go away for a bit, but he came back, right attitude, really uh, really worked on his game, and he's shown pretty well uh, in training camp and in the exhibition games as well. So talk about Matty Harold. Well, I totally agree with that. I think Matty had a, had a rough start last year, and I uh, just really couldn't get his feet under him, and started in Winkler and then came to us and, and we were kind of set. So, you know, we made an agreement with Fort Francis where they would take him and, and uh, where he'd just get a chance to play maybe a little more than with us, which is exactly what transpired. I think he came out of the year with a lot of confidence. And then, uh, you know, we told him that this year he'd get an opportunity right from the start, and I think that could be the difference for him. So we've definitely seen that. I think he's, he's a more confident player this year. Um, Matty plays with tremendous energy and that kid can he's very explosive he can really skate and another guy that that works you'll see how uh, tenacious he approaches the game and or um and um 
yeah, I think we're looking forward to him. Looking forward to having him. He's a guy that can play in some different spots too. Yeah, not to get too far down a rabbit hole because we still got a bit of uh, roster players to go. But uh, Harold, it might be a prime example for any kids that maybe get cut from a double or triple A team or even don't make a junior team. Uh, you know, at seventeen or eighteen years old, he's a prime example of you work hard, you come with the right attitude, and you'll you, you'll earn a shot. Totally, and his fitness level is is very high, and you know he's putting in the time. So I think uh, some guys might might write off their junior careers after kind of the way things started for him last year. Certainly after a promising U eighteen career as well. So he is uh, he brings a, a real positive attitude to the rink every day. Uh, another guy you talk about fitness level, uh, Owen Weiss. This kid, he reminds me, he's built like James Shearer. Uh, the kid obviously doesn't skip gym days, Paul. Uh, this young man is, uh, he, he may be smaller in stature, but he's maybe as wide as he is tall. This kid, he's going to be a wrecking ball. He's fit. Uh, you know what? And he's 17 years old and, and you know, has a, his, his body is, is crafted more like a 20 year old in many ways, but uh, he's put some time in the gym. There's no question about it. If you, you know, if you see him with a pair of shorts on, you know, his leg development isn't something that is normal for a 17 year old. So still a young guy and uh, you know, he's going to adjust to junior hockey this year, but uh, one that we're excited about, he was a player that we acquired in the trade with OCN for David Creary. And um, you know, one's going to be a very good junior player. Another guy that uh, I think has got a bright junior career is Quinton Pepper uh, coming over from London, Ontario. He played very well in the uh, GOJHL, Paul, and this kid has stood out uh, in Steinbach already. Yeah, Peps can do everything well. You know, when you watch him, he's another guy. I think he's been here now about a month as well, and um, it's just he just keeps getting better. I just watch him. He's becoming more fluid and uh, you know, playing at a at a higher pace is going to be really good for him. And skates well, strong kid, has a little bit of bite. We saw his release in Selkirk. Um, you know, I just see him as time goes on, he's just going to play a larger role with us. And you know, and then heading into next year, I'm really looking forward to where he's at. Not only this year, but uh, you know, I'd say at the end of next year as well. Yeah, and I think we're going to have a similar conversation about this kid, uh, Travis Hensrud. Uh, these Thunder Bay boys, Paul, they're all heart. You know what? They're all heart. And uh, he is a hardworking kid. I saw him trying to block shots when the team was up 6-2 in Selkirk. This kid is, uh, he might be something special as well. It's hard not to like Travis. I tell you, the way he plays the game and um, underrated skill set. You know, you can't give him a bad pass. He picks up pucks in his feet and, and then just wins battles. Like, he's so competitive and um it's he's team first approach, like you said. Yeah, we're, we're up. We have a sizable lead, and he's blocking shots. So he just plays the game one way. I remember watching him um, a couple years ago in Thunder Bay at the Telus Cup, and um, plays hurt and, and plays through injuries, and, and uh, you know plays a plays a fearless game. He's not the biggest guy, but uh, definitely a courageous player. Now I'm really interested about this guy. Uh, you picked him. Uh, you picked him up just prior to camp, Nate Goodbranson. Uh, again, he's, he seems like one of these guys that is a step ahead of everybody else on the ice. He kind of knows where the puck's going to be, and it follows him at times. And he's a really intriguing prospect at 17 that, that might have an impact on this team really throughout the year. Yeah, no question. If you watch, you watch Nate closely, and you'll understand how smart he is on the ice and how good of a stick he has. He's a guy that just 
he bats pucks down out of the air and doesn't just knock them down. He knocks them down in a position where he can handle it and maintain possession. So extremely intelligent player and, and uh, going to have a bright future offensively and, and uh, uh, just one of those players. He's been productive at every level he's played. He just gravitates to eventually becoming a top scorer uh, for his team and in the league. So, you know, that's, He's only 17, so he's going to have to, you know, bide his time a little here. But uh, I see down the road he's going to be a guy that uh, uh, at some point is going to be on the power play and um, he's going to require a lot of attention from defensive, you know, from, from our opposition. Well, that's that wraps up the forwards, 14 in total, Paul. And Dave, Dave, I think we actually forgot one. I, think, I don't know if we touched on Ryan Burton's. Oh, you know what? We may have skipped out on Ryland just because we I mentioned him a few times, but uh, I can't believe we almost forgot one of the most important members of your team. <laughs> I, again, maybe that just goes to show his quiet leadership and, and the quiet way he goes about things until he pops off and, and then he explodes either through a player or in by putting the puck in the net. Yeah, totally. I think um, you know Ryland had a bit of a coming out party there last year in terms of his... Uh, flying under the radar as a player I think uh his playoff was tremendous I think we got to see his speed on on uh really at at, at another level and he was taking pucks hard to the net and, um you know just plays the game with so much energy and pace and he's another guy that's come into this year with uh, a lot more confidence uh, with the puck and um you know he can really shoot it but he's also making some 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 plays here he and Cody have had some developed a a good chemistry over the last uh I guess the last probably last half of last year in particular definitely in that that playoff run those guys were were huge for us so really looking forward to to Ryland kind of um you know taking taking that aspect of his game to the next level and and um I'm sure he's going to be a productive player for us this year yeah, and he just and he seems happy. Like you know, he's smiling around the ring, kind of joking around with the guys. That comfort level, Paul. Maybe it's something we don't talk about enough. It, it takes some guys a little bit longer to feel comfortable in a new program, new system, new locker room. Oh yeah, you know what? It's 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 the honest truth. Like, and I think just in general, a lot of people, if it's in the workplace or whatever, it takes a while sometimes to to get acclimated. And yeah, he's a, he's a, he's a quieter guy. He's a great guy. He's very well liked in a room. But uh, sometimes it just takes a little bit of time, and you know I think he feels uh, you know he feels very very comfortable here. And you're right, he's he's having fun. One of those guys that's on the ice early, shooting pucks, and stays out late, and just taking advantage of every minute of ice time. All right, so that uh, now wraps up the forwards. Fourteen in total, Paul. And uh, when you look at uh, when you look at the the players we just talked about, uh, what a couple of things that stand out right away: speed, scoring. And, uh, and physicality. What is an area, though, when you look at your forward group that you want to see them work on here early in the season to, to kind of build a rhythm and, and maybe improve a bit? Well, I think those are definitely a couple of the characteristics of our group that you mentioned there. We are we should play with a lot of pace. I think, uh, you know, as we progress here into the season and just a couple of games there's been a tremendous amount of energy we can probably clean it up a little bit it's been a little sloppy at times on our entries etc and i think as chemistry builds we'll we'll be cleaner on our entries and then uh you know we always want to build from the back end out and 
that starts in our own zone. So I think a lot of the guys right now just need to, um, you know, they're they're adjusting to our D zone structure, etc. So we've been good in the offensive zone. Uh, we haven't spent a tremendous amount of time in the D zone, but um, at, at times the forwards have, um, you know, maybe do a better job of getting organized and in the defensive zone and, and communicating. So that's that's kind of uh, where the work needs to be done. I think once we get into the offensive zone, there's a lot of creativity there and and, and pace, and we're going to win a lot of puck battles, and we're going to create scoring chances. So if there's one area I think that we're focusing on right now and paying some attention to, it's our own end. And uh, we feel the offensive zone things will take care of themselves as well. Yeah, even in the the two exhibition games, um, support from the wingers when the defense got into a little bit of trouble, but uh, there wasn't many cases where the defense wasn't moving pucks quick. And, Paul, looking at the eight guys you have now on defense, I don't think there's ever been a deep, as deep a defense as there is heading into this year when you look at just talent, size, and, and, and overall uh, ability-wise. This is a really deep eight, and it all starts at the head of the table with uh, Curtis Ireland who's back for a, another season, and he's thicker. He's got one of the highest hockey IQs maybe uh, that's ever been for Steinbeck, and this kid is, is something else. Yeah, Curdy's really really uh, just matured and evolved and, and uh, progressed nicely, just steadily over four years. So, yeah, this is year four for Curtis, and uh, there's he does so many things that really – we expect from from our guys and it's how he conducts himself off the ice the teammate that he is he's selfless and then, and then uh on the ice his play speaks for himself he's was i thought last year he was was uh, as consistent as any player that we had he just moves pucks he quietly goes about his business um in some ways he reminds me a little of of uh Pionk that plays with winnipeg mm-hmm. and uh i think they're similar in stature and style but um you know, he gets pucks through, he moves pucks, makes good reads on the offense. And then, you know, he's not the biggest guy, but he defends well. He's got a great stick and always in, in, in a good position. So, um, you know, he's going to be one of our leaders this year. And, and just, uh, uh, you know, he's kind of approaches the game in a, in a professional manner, just goes about his business every day. Yeah, it's like, uh, you know, guys like we'll talk about in a bit, Matejchuk, Court, Rock, Davis, they can really look up to a guy like Curtis and learn what it takes to you know make it in this league and beyond. Another guy they can look to is Christian Reamer, who I think might maybe falls into that Ryland Bettens category where maybe he wasn't fully comfortable when he first got here, but by the playoffs, Paul, I think he was your best player and uh, really looking to build on that this year. Well, he was he was dominant in the playoffs. I know he was a player that was a lot of fun to watch, and he, you know just his skating will stick out just how fast he is, how mobile he is for a big man. He's strong, he's physical, and um, we noticed it the other day again, his ability to, you know, to to close on guys defensively uh, entering into the zone. He always, he's confident in skating, so always has a good gap, and then he can lay the body. So, uh, you know, he can be a real punisher on the back end, but also a player that can contribute offensively. So strong, kind of that strong, silent leader type and lets his play do the speaking. One of the more energetic uh, defenders you got uh, both on and off the ice is Caden Cleland. And uh, you talk about a kid that's, you know, fa- worked hard to find his spot and find his way. This this guy is has not had anything handed to him, and, he, and he's continued to battle, and he's here as a 20-year-old. He, you know, he just he just works. And uh, Cleo brings some toughness. 
I think that I don't know if, if uh, I think he caught people by surprise at, at times. He caught players in our league by surprise on how hard he hits and how much uh, bite he brings to the ice, uh, you know, every night. But uh, and then he chips in offensively as well. You know, I think he, his skating is something that really, really allows him to, um, you know, exit exit quickly and you know he can carry pucks out but just moves gets pucks moving up ice as well and he's a yeah he's a kind of a scrapper you know he's a junkyard dog that uh um never quits and just battles shift in and shift out if he hears you call him that you know he's going to start barking all the time right he's, he's got that kind of sense of humor <laughs> you know that's right and that's a, that's a compliment but uh yes it is and he he will love that yeah, and, and I think you're right earlier. You know, Cleo's one of those guys that can be very inspiring. So, um, you know, if we're struggling, often he's the guy that will pop someone and, um, you know, and it energizes our group. So, uh, Another newcomer, uh, you acquired him via, uh, via trade this year, uh, Zach Patrick. He's really fit in seamlessly as well, and the guys have really taken a shine to him. Uh, fans maybe didn't know he didn't play a lot of hockey last year, Paul, but he's he's knocked the rust off uh, and looks pretty good with room to yeah. grow. Yeah, no question. You know, he's another guy. I think as he settles in, I think you're going to see him grow in, in confidence as well. He skates very well, fits in extremely well with our team. And I didn't personally know him, um, know him that well. I know Kelvin really spoke highly of him and with his experience with uh, Zach. Uh, with the Winnipeg Wild a couple of years ago, so um, you know he was very confident that he he would be a great addition, and you know I felt that as well just from watching him play over the last year or two. Um, yeah, just another guy. He's a presence out there. He's got some got some jam to his game, and then uh, when he leaves with the puck, he can. He's another guy that's somewhat in the mold of Reams, where there's physicality and there's a. a inability to skate like a lot of D don't have. Paul, it's not often uh, there's a 16-year-old that makes a, a junior A team and has an impact. You have two that can be super dynamic this year. Uh, we'll start with the Eastman Select uh, alumni there, Denton Matejuk. This kid, uh, he's poised beyond his years, and, and he uh, he is phen- phenomenal to watch. Well, he's a special player. When you watch Denton play, then you um, there's not much about him that screams 16 years old. So he's <laughs> very, very poised with the puck, very elusive, has great vision, and, uh, you know, is a player that has a bright future out of him. So you're right. I mean, we haven't had a lot of 16-year-old players in our lineup over the years. Um, I think the last one we had might have, on the back end, was probably Justin Beaudry before that, Stephen Hack. And, you know, both of those guys were, were high-end players. So... Um, but, uh, yeah, Denton's got a very, very high ceiling. I know he's part of, uh, the, uh, Canada's U17 34 man roster. So, you know, to be identified, uh, to be on, on that roster obviously speaks to your, your resume to this point. Another guy that's going to be on some, some major rosters going forward is, uh, another 16 year old Sam Court. I I think for me he was a, a standout in camp, Paul. He was one of the most noticeable guys for all the right reasons. He's uh, he's a dynamic, dynamic player. Yeah, no no doubt about that. I mean, Sammy's got uh, very good offensive instincts, and, and uh, you know we worked on the power play yesterday, and the majority of that guys were 
or on that unit where the rest of them were 19 and 20, and he's 16 years old and fits in very well. So sees the ice. He's uh, um, another guy that's elusive, and uh, you know he's going to make a lot of guys miss. And just uh, you know with his head fakes, etc. And but I think once he um, you know, makes the makes the adjustment to junior hockey, and and uh, we've already seen it, seen him make better reads as camp's gone on, and he's a guy that wants to get up the ice on a consistent basis, which is which is terrific, uh, and um, you know, in the majority of the times he's making good reads here. But I think the other thing is he's very offensive. But I think one thing that people will see is how competitive he is. So he's uh, he's going to stand up for himself, and he's not the biggest defenseman, but. Um, you know, another guy that plays with a lot of courage. Uh, one of the biggest defensemen I think I've seen in quite some time is Zach Davis. I, he walked by me yesterday, uh, first in pads and then in street clothes, and I barely noticed a difference. Uh, he is just an absolute moose. Uh, 6'5", 260. Uh, Paul, they don't build him quite like this kid. Uh, if he can stay healthy, he's going to be something really, really big for years to come. Yeah. Well, you're right. I mean, I, I've never, I don't think I've played with a player that big. Um, <laughs> never mind one that's, you know, he's been this big for some time. Yeah. And he just recently turned 17 years old. So it's, uh, at least, uh, yeah, I think he is. I mean, he's not sure when his birthday is exactly, but he's still a young man, 17 years old. Yeah, just July he turned 17. Right. Okay. At 260 pounds. So, <laughs> and what's really impressive with that is how lean he is. Yeah. Came into our fitness testing in tremendous shape. Uh, he broke a number of team records. Uh, he's just incredibly strong. And, uh, you know, I think the one thing that's helped Zach back a little bit is he's been, had a few injuries that have, that have held him back here in the last couple of years in his development. But, you know, if he can stay healthy and uh, practicing with our group and getting into some games this year, I think uh, we'll, we'll, we'll see him you know, eventually become a, a dominant physical defenseman in our league. And he's not just big. I think he sees the ice well. When you see him on the offensive blue line, he gets pucks through consistently. He does that extremely well. And, you know, he's so strong that he doesn't need the big windup. It's just a little flick of the wrist and the puck can fly off his stick. So, um, yeah, really looking forward to, you know, watching him progress in his junior career. Yeah, he reminds me of someone like uh, like Curtis Ireland. We could be talking about Zach in in three four years as as a future leader, stud defenseman, similar to what Curdy, you know, what you saw in Curdy at seventeen. They're built a little differently, Paul, but <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah, there's about about a hundred pounds difference, but uh, there are some similarities. And I think the way he defends too, like he's got a tremendous stick, and with the length that he has as well, he covers a lot of ice. Yeah, and then just to finish off, like the the mental strength that this kid has, like you said, battled through injuries, what he deals with on a daily basis. Uh, there's very few that come as mentally strong as as Zach Davis. Yeah, that's right. You know, and and he does. He's he's diabetic, and so he needs to deal with with that and and manage that on a daily basis. So, you know, he's he's uh, another another guy that for a young guy, um, you know, he's got things together. All right, this this kid is is maybe the most intriguing player on the roster for me because he kind of came out of nowhere. He's been very quiet, but very very effective. Edward Ruck, where did you find this kid, Paul, and what do you like about his game? Well, he's Eddie's been very impressive. I really like him. I think there's lots of upside there. 
Uh, he reminds me a little bit of Declan Graham, actually. Yeah. Um, and uh, was he was a late cut in in BC. He was released uh, from from uh, Merritt in BC. And um, when the coach gave me a call, he said, "I think you're really going to like this guy." And um, he certainly hasn't disappointed. I think from the moment he got here, one another guy's got a smile on his face. And, well, he just loves being out on the ice, but. Yeah, he's got tremendous mobility. You know, he's got great edges, and, and uh, he typically makes the right play if it's exiting the zone. He's been very good at the offensive blue line. He defends well, and another guy that is is mobile. And um, you know, once he matures physically, and he's probably got room to add some weight. There's a really good player in there. All right, before we get into the goalies, Paul, when you look at um, you know the, the, the construction of the forwards and the defense, again, there's a lot of players that can be interchanged up and down the lineup. And with a lot of uncertainty this year, uh, with you know you can't play through uh, the flu anymore, you, you, the injuries are going to happen, bumps and bruises are going to happen with you know only weekend games. A lot of guys can move up and down the lineup. That's got to be a real luxury as a coach. Yeah, we do, we feel like we're fortunate in that regard. So we have guys that that can move up. You know, there's only so many guys that are going to be on the power play this year. But that being said, um, you know, guys are going to have to be patient. And maybe it's next year, etc. But uh, there may be times this year where there is an injury or or someone is ill and not able to to practice and play. So I'm sure there's going to be opportunities for guys that uh, they may not be expecting at this point. So uh, we want all of our players to prepare and understand our, our structure and our systems and, and so when those opportunities do come that they can take advantage of them all right paul if there is a question mark maybe around this team it would probably be a net if only because fans don't know the goalies uh usually there's an incumbent so fans kind of know who is going to be backstopping two brand new guys this year uh let's start with simon harkness uh, a kid that came in and he's big he's mobile he's he's a stud uh, stud goaltender He's been he's been very very good for us here early on. He's been good in practices. He's been good in the exhibition games, and uh, a lot of potential with Simon. Now he does have a year of junior experience. He didn't play a lot last year in Ontario, but um, um, you know he's confident. Uh, there's a lot that we like about him. He's a big goaltender. Uh, we feel with this duo, it's similar to um, you know one we had a number of years ago. We had two kind of unknown goaltenders were Roman Bender and Jeremy Wick. And uh, I think, you know, there's some, maybe some differences in their styles, et cetera. But, you know, two players that our team wasn't necessarily overly familiar with, our fan base certainly wasn't. But uh, guys that fought for the paint that were, uh, it was a formidable duo. And, you know, we, we like to think that we've got one A, one B here, and two guys that, regardless of who's in, um, you know, are going to help us win hockey games. Yeah, and just for the record, it is Simon Harkness, right? Lots of people have been calling him Samuel or Sammy, whatever. It's Simon, right? It's it's Simon. Yes, there was uh, uh, there was an error in one of our game sheets, and uh, but but we haven't changed his name, so he's still Simon. Uh, and the newest uh, the newest goaltender happens to be Jamie Roy's new favorite player. As soon as uh, Thomas Couture from Quebec opened his mouth, Jamie Roy was very excited to have another French guy running around. <laughs> Uh, this yes. kid, this kid though, is acrobatic, Paul. I mean, he's on the slider side, five eleven, around a buck seventy, soaking wet. But this kid is athletic. He's very athletic, and another guy that's put in some time at the gym. Yeah, he's not maybe the tallest player, but if you 
you know, he's wearing shorts the other day, and you can see that, uh, that there's 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 leg development there. He's put in a lot of time in the gym as well. He's, um, he, you know, a player, uh, a goalie that has a lot of potential as well. Uh, some similarities to a Matt Lind. He's maybe a little taller, uh, not a lot, but, uh, um, you know, a, a smaller guy, but he moves extremely well, and we saw... Uh, we saw that again yesterday in practice for how quickly he can get across from side to side. Um, so we're excited. Yeah. Two goalies that, that play slightly different, um, you know, but um, we're confident with both excited with both. They're nine, 18 and 19 years old. So uh, I think that puts us in a really good position moving forward. Just, I, I see both of those players just growing in confidence and, and getting more and more comfortable as well, not only with their teammates, but with uh, the style of play in the league and acclimating. And they're young. Uh, Harkness only 19, Couture 18. So they, they are young goaltenders that uh, you, you maybe could have your hands on for quite a while. Yeah, no no question. It's it's In the past, we've typically had a 20-year-old goaltender that uh, you know is, is, is going to be leaving the next year. So um, it's nice to be in a position where, uh, you know, we potentially have two of them here moving forward in the next season. All right. Uh, before we get into some of the finer details of this upcoming year, uh, Paul, I want to go over the staff with you because uh, they are so important. And uh, having the staff come back, I know, means a lot to you as well. We'll start with uh, Calvin Bujic, who's become your right-hand man. Listening to you two talk can make somebody's head spin, but also uh, teach a lot when it comes to hockey. Uh, just talk about Booge back behind the bench and what he brings. Yeah, well, very fortunate to have you know continuity in the staff, and I think uh, yeah, it's been a lot of fun working with with Kelvin, and uh, you know I think Booge and I our our relationship has has grown, and feel very comfortable with him in every aspect. He brings uh, a lot to the table, and um. You know, I think our, our players uh, definitely um, benefited from that. And, you know, he's he's just a hockey guy. He loves coming to practice and having the conversations with the guys, and and then diving into the details of our game. And so he's done a tremendous job with the development of our defensemen, and and uh, we work together in special league teams, and and then with Graham. The one thing that really stands out, I think, is just. I think how we how we all work together and respect one another, and uh, so looking forward to another year with Booge. Yeah, and uh, you touched on it. Graham Pollock is back, and you know some may think that he's just always grumpy and and he just kind of grunts around the the rink, but he's always uh, he's always happy when he gets to watch his team play and play well. Uh, back for another year in the office, Paul. What do you, what can you say about Graham? Well, Graham loves being here and and you know being a part of it. Um, you know he's been a valuable asset to us. Uh, he, he loves diving into into video and breaking down games, and, and um, you know helping us prepare for video sessions with our players. So you know he's our eye in the sky with Bujana on the bench. Sometimes you, you see things differently from up in the stands, and particularly from up high. So uh, you know he's just just another set of eyes, and and uh, you know, has a tremendous amount of experience. Uh, he's, he's been in this game for so long, so. Um. Yeah, another another valuable piece for us. So yeah, you're right. I think the first time uh, guys meet meet Graham, uh, they're a little intimidated, particularly yeah. with his RCMP background. Yeah. But, um. You know, there's a there's a 
more softness in there than uh, <laughs> 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 on, on the initial appearance. But so we have a lot of fun in our office and stuff. Yeah, and uh, it's nice to have a fellow Leaf fan, Paul, because if, if it was just me getting your texts, I would take them very personally about some of the things you say, <laughs> but I know that they're both me and Graham are getting hit, so it feels a little bit better. Uh, a, a guy behind the scenes um, is, is Jeff Ides, and, and not only is does he do a lot of great strength work with the players, Paul, he does a lot of the, the little things behind the scenes, getting guys ready for road trips, getting the stuff ready for road trips. Jeff is, is a really integral part to you know making sure the Pistons are ready each and every day. Oh, absolutely. There's so many small things that we need to prepare for every time we get on, you know, either on the road or for practice. And uh, he stays on top of, of everything, if that's our inventory. And, um, and and then making sure, ensuring our guys are healthy and that they're getting the support that they need medically. And if it's chiropractic, if it's uh, athletic therapy, if it's seeing uh, an orthopedic surgeon, et cetera, he plays a, a role in in all of those connections. So uh, another guy that um, we're, we're pretty grateful here. We have, you know, four of us are here on a daily basis. And, uh, you know, the relationship that we all have is um, definitely thankful for that. And, of course, we got to touch on the office staff as well, from Jamie Roy to Brighton Teeson to Rhonda Wolgamuth. It's really a, a, just a cohesive unit you got there, Paul. And I know that it's it's fun going to work every day in that office. Yeah, it is. It is. I mean, Jamie, uh, we'll start with Jamie. And Jamie's in his first year here. He joined us in April and definitely an interesting year for uh, <laughs> someone to uh, uh, embrace a, a new role in sales and marketing. So, but uh, he's done a tremendous job and uh, he's a, he's a young guy that has a bright future and in uh, whatever, whatever direction his, you know, his career develops. And, but um um, yeah, a lot, a lot of energy, and and uh, you know he's a bright guy, and he's, I think uh, he, he's tackled uh, all of the challenges that uh, COVID has presented to us this year head on. And then Brighton is his right hand man, and, and Brighton does a lot behind the scenes. And the clock that you see on game day is is largely one of his responsibilities. He does a lot with social media and and, and posting posting stories and and uh, news releases or typically coming from Brighton so uh, you know he's really on top of it he's a real keener and, and the, the details matter to Brighton as well and then uh, and Rhonda now uh, Rhonda comes in on a weekly basis and, and um, you know helps with our accounting and, and bookkeeping etc so it's uh, it's a full house when all seven of us are in that uh, smaller space and can get a little rowdy at times but uh, uh, the work gets done so we're or it's it's a it's a really good group. I think uh, everybody, you know, maybe speaking for them, I think we're all proud to be a part of the organization and and uh, you know looking forward to another year um, as a collective group. All right, Paul, and we'll we'll finish this off with uh, with yourself. I know that you don't really like to uh, to to pump your own tires too much, but when you look back over your coaching career, what you've accomplished, a couple of championships. You know, how does that uh, help you grow as a coach from year to year? Because coaching at the MJ level, it, it's it's different because you're constantly getting new players. You're building, you know, for not just this year, but two years down the line because of age restrictions and, and players now committing to NCAA. Uh, just talk about the growth for yourself as a coach and GM and, and kind of where you hope to see yourself at the end of the year. Well, 
yeah, I think you're you're kind of uh, one. First of all, the game is continuing to evolve, so I think there's been a real you know emphasis on on uh, coach development here in the last couple of years, and their expectations from Hockey Manitoba and Hockey Canada do so. So, and I think that's that's terrific. I think it's just making us better coaches here in the league, and and uh, there's been some great. Uh, resources that have been presented to us here, particularly in COVID uh, with some different coaching clinics, et cetera. But um, yeah, we coaching at this level, particularly this year with, with uh, six returning players, it's, it's a little different than a lot of other leagues. And particularly once you get to the higher levels, the professional level, you'll see uh, maybe six new players the following year, not, uh, not 18. So, <laughs> It presents itself with challenges. Uh, you know, you have to stay on top of things on a on almost on a daily basis. You're always looking forward. It feels like each year is truly a new year. There's there's not uh, um, you know there's often not a lot that you can carry forward into that next season. So, uh, but that with that is that freshness, that newness is, is exciting. So, you know, there may be things that. I know at the professional level, which there's some teams they would like to do complete overhauls. At our level, if we ever feel that way, we definitely have the ability to do that. Or sometimes they just happen on their own. So, <laughs> yeah, it, uh, it's it, yeah, it's it's always exciting. I always look forward to every year. They've gone by quickly here. We're, um, but uh, it's it's an exciting level to, to to coach at and in, and to be a part of a development process of of our young players and, and not only just influence what's taking place on the ice, but, but off it as well. And to have conversations with our players that have graduated, uh, maybe it's three, four, five. There's uh, a few that I've seen here in the last couple of years that were here in the early years. And, and uh, when they speak about their time here and, and how it impacted them, uh, that's, that's extremely rewarding as well. So sometimes we highlight the players that have, gone on to have careers beyond junior but uh we've we have some players that uh, have gone on to have very successful careers in business and and uh have young families and so it's really 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 neat to see you know how their time in steinbeck you know helped them grow as young men yeah you know what i've been lucky enough to catch up with a lot of players from years past and uh, right, uh, right away, they have nothing but amazing things to say about. Uh, right from the top, from from the board, and then to the staff, and then to the volunteers and the fan base. Uh, these players, they leave the organization leaves a lasting impression on these young men. And like you said, there's some that are going to school. There are some that are playing hockey. Uh, they will, they never forget Steinbeck, and it really becomes a part of them. And you know, I, I, winning hockey games is always great, Paul, and, and that's really what the business is all about. But on a personal level making the world a better place by turning kids into these young men who are making a difference. That's really where the win is for you, eh? Uh, there's no doubt. I mean, it, it's like when I was a player, I don't remember a lot of the goals and assists that I was a part of. Um, the, the memories are the people along the way and some of the experiences that I was able to uh, partake in largely due to the people that I met either in the community or, or, you know, some of the teammates that I became close with. So I think our, uh, you know, you know, when you hear these 
footer speak, and I know our community doesn't always hear all the stories after the fact, but uh, something that uh, our community should be proud of how um, you know how important Steinbeck has become to so many of the players that where this is not home, but how they uh, you know when they reflect on their time here, how proudly they speak about the time here and the Billick family they lived with, and you know maybe some of the people in the business community that they connected with or some of the students at the schools that they became friends with. So that's, that's really, that's really it. And, um, you know, when you, at the end of the day, those are going to be some of the greatest memories the boys have. Paul, I know your time is very, uh, very valuable. So I thank you so much for taking so much to, uh, to break down the roster and, and I just appreciate it. And thank you very much. And I'm sure we'll talk several times throughout the year. Yeah, my pleasure, Dave. Look forward to it.